Hi, I'm Sarah Carter, and this is Daily Dispatches, a podcast that helps me pay attention to what I'm paying attention to. For more about this project and the ideas behind it, you can listen to the first three episodes, but otherwise we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. This podcast is part of a larger storytelling project called Daily Fieldwork. You can find more information about Daily Fieldwork at our Instagram at Daily Fieldwork on Instagram or feel free to reach out via email at imdailyfieldworking at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. March 9th, I'm at a convent in Swanee, Tennessee, way up on a mountain and it's dark all around and there's a wood stove here and a little altar, and two twin beds, and all these cute little very specific signs from the sisters about pushing the refrigerator door closed, and little tiny pieces of wood pre-cut for the fireplace. It is very chill. Um, I used to come to evening prayer here when I was in grad school in the summers. I would come out for six weeks at a time and it was one of the most stressful times of my life because I was overloading classes to try to get through early so I didn't have to stay at the school where I was teaching much longer and I just really blasted my adrenals and I would come over here even though I didn't grow up in a liturgical tradition. I didn't know when to use the Book of Common Prayer, like what was happening. A lot of times I would just come and cry and listen and sing when I could. And nobody ever was like, who are you? Why do you keep coming here and crying? Um, and I would talk to one of the sisters about our mutual love of Carol King. And there was a dog that would come in after they did the incense. And I just remembered it really fondly. And uh, I met my friend Sam and his dog Ripley up here for a quick hike. We kept scheduling and rescheduling through the pandemic. So we were finally like, okay, just no, even if you just have time for a quick one. And I did wind up having to change my plans. So I didn't coordinate with any other pals to... to make the hike long, uh, bigger group or anything. I was just like, okay, just get your body there. So my body is here and I got invited to be a part of the 8am Palm Processional tomorrow is Palm Sunday and the sisters are blessing the palms with holy water. And I guess we sing and wave the palms on the way in. So I'm going to go to bed soon. So I'll be light and lively for that. Uh, But I just forgot, even if I am rushed, how good it is to just get in a space that isn't mine, where I can't start doing some little project that's going to drive me crazy. I won't finish and um, and I'll feel like I'm already behind when I wake up. Um, That's it. Bye-bye. It's Sunday, April 10th. It's Palm Sunday. I got up and had to jog up the little hill at the convent to meet the Palm Sunday processional. And there were a lot of people in their third third from the community dressed very nicely. I felt sad that all I had was jeans. 
but nobody seemed to care. And there was one particularly beautifully dressed older woman who had kind of an um, Edie Grey Gardens vibe. She had a beautiful like gray silk head wrap and a nice like three quarter length tan coat with a T length houndstooth skirt and some alligator skin looking shiny loafers. And it was she who passed around the palm leaves after they, um, I guess they shake the incense around it, which probably has a, a more specific term. And then they, the person in charge, which I actually don't know what it's called in Episcopalian convents, but she took a branch, splashed the palm leaves with holy water, and they passed out a handout. And I pet the new dog, Ellie, and we sang and waved our leaves on the way in to the convent. And they rang the bells and shook the incense around more. And the back of the chapel is covered in windows. So we looked over the ridge line on the mountains. And then one of the sisters told me I had was seated next to a botanist. And I had to check in with her about a bunch of flowers that I had questions about from my hike. And also there was a, a very old man who was there with his handsome grandson and he had a hard time staying seated upright and he seemed to really be struggling uh, to breathe. And so he would kind of fold over a little bit first and I don't know, the dog was there on her bed and I was visiting, the sisters all had their places with all their little bookmarks and... um. I hated that this gentleman was suffering, but it was nice to see his grandson put a hand on his back and know that we were all seated with him in this time of his life where physical, being in his physical body is a trial. Um, I felt very connected to the congregants and glad to be there even though I dropped the Book of Common Prayer, which is kind of loud. Um, anyway, what a fun special time. We're going to go do 10 miles of Fiery Gizzard today with Sam and his little dog. Um, so we'll see how we do. Okay, bye-bye. April 11th. I had a sleepy day at work because I didn't get home from the hike till really late. And I had to teach this morning and I had a morning soak, Epsom soak, which kept me from being creaky. Highly recommend 10 to 15 minutes in the tub. Really fixed me up, right? Um, and just my had a brain struggle today. Managed to make it through all my stuff. Came home. Didn't do my weekend cleaning. And it's time to do, you know, your little week food prep that I would normally do on Sunday. So I was just watching that show, Julia, and uh, about Julia Child and not really enjoying it. And I was about to get on the internet and just whittle my time away, feeling kind of grumpy, sitting in my dirty house that didn't smell great or fresh particularly. And Red came down, the farm dog. And he was wet because he got caught out in the rain. And 
Oh, I was just so tickled to get to dry him off and set him by the fire. And then we were catching up. And then then I wanted to put my attention on him. So I didn't even care about the TV anymore. Got started folding as we were visiting. Next thing you know, I had some reading time in the bed. And I'm all ready to go tomorrow. And I was just thinking about the gift of proximity. Like some of my favorite times are doing something separately and independently, but in the same house with someone. I just love that um, autonomy and togetherness at once. And that's all. Um, It rained and it was really nice um, to be able to have one late season one last late season fire um and some company and he's about to start sawing logs i try to keep him off the carpet on a little towel but he's all dry now so he's got his little snout between his paws on my little fake astroturf rug so anyway i'm gonna put my little paw my little snout between my paws and go to sleep April 12th, I am very tired. I'm going to bed at 8.30 p.m. Bye. Hey, it's your girl, reporting live again from the station inn. Farmer and Adele are playing Take Me Back to Tulsa, and Cactus Jack is ripping a solo. Good evening so far. Betsy, a woman I just met, turned 92. Let me interview her. She has an American flag bandana. Somebody here is celebrating their 20th anniversary. And they were telling me about a big time they had at Robert's. And they were describing one of the soloists. And it was Sean Thompson, Sean Weird Ears. And I got to give, show him his Spotify. Everybody's coming in soaked, looking like a wet rat. I guess there's tornado warnings, but it happens all the time these days. All right, I guess I'll pause for now. Cactus Jack. 
April 14th, and we're at a bonfire. Here's some fire sounds for you. 
Just people laughing at a birthday party. I think the full moon will be on Friday. It's almost full today. Bye. It's Friday, April 15th. We've made it. It's Easter weekend. I was off today. It was wonderful. I got to do a lot of my Saturday stuff on Friday. Um, and hopefully you'll get a little time off. I recently got a book called Summer Bird Feeding by John B. Dennis, illustrated by Irene Brady. And I want to read you two parts, um, because Friday is our special reading day. And (laughs) even the biographies on the back are, like, so sweet and, um, calm. So I want to read the illustrations lady first, Irene Brady. Irene Brady, a self-trained naturalist and illustrator, is a keen advocate of wildlife and nature. Illustrator of more than 20 books and author of eight, her work has appeared frequently in such publications as Audubon Magazine and Ranger Rick Nature Magazine. Living in the woods near Talent, Oregon, she often treks forth with camera and sketchbook in search of nature's secrets. Her respect and appreciation for the animals and habitats she draws give Irene Brady's artwork its true-to-life presence and vitality. Oh my gosh. And then John V. Dennis. Uh, Determined not to follow his family tradition and go into law, John nurtured an early interest in nature and the out-of-doors. He studied geology, botany, ornithology, ornithology, oh my lord, sorry, long day. And um, that is the study of birds, right? And related subjects at the University of Wisconsin and obtained a master's degree at University of Florida. He is the author... I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. It's really working on me, all this calmness. He's the author of A Complete Guide to Bird Feeding, Beyond the Bird Feeder, and The Wildlife Gardener, as well as the numerous popular scientific articles about birds. 
As a freelance biologist and writer, he was never without a bird feeding program wherever he lived with his wife, Mary Alice, and their two children. In recent years, John and Mary Alice have been dividing their time between homes in Maryland and Nantucket in Massachusetts. And then um, I would like to read for you the intro, um, which is uh, equally calm, if not calmer. There's a picture of a woman pouring food into an open feeder and a child with a perfect bowl haircut, like looking at the mother. It's so realistic, it looks a little creepy. I'll put it on the Instagram. Introduction. So much has been said about feeding birds in winter and so little about feeding them in summer that my friends at Audubon Workshop decided it was time to remedy the situation. Would I write a book for them on summer bird feeding? I was startled, if not taken aback. For years I had been writing about winter feeding. I had been urging people to start their feeding program in early fall and continue feeding until all danger of late snowstorms was over. Snowflakes and hungry birds went so well together that I felt winter was where the chief emphasis should be. Yet, I had always fed birds in summer and had found this to be highly rewarding time as well. Also, I had fed birds in Florida and other places where snow rarely falls. I knew that bird feeding and cold weather did not necessarily go hand in hand. I would have to rethink my notions about when to feed the birds. I decided it was a pity that so many people stop feeding their birds because the weather is warmer and many birds are returning to northern breeding grounds. Whether or not birds need our food in summer is a difficult question. A lot depends upon where we live. Where man has greatly altered the landscape, there may not be enough food for birds even in the summer. But looking at the reason why I feed birds in summer, I find that it is largely a a matter of continuity. I have developed a friendly bond with the tufted titmice, chickadees, and nuthatches that have been with me all winter. They recognize me, and I recognize them. I want to keep in touch with them as they begin a whole new round in their busy lives. Courtship, nest building, egg laying, incubation young hatchlings, and finally parents attended by young come to my feeders uh, are some of the activities that lie ahead. Sorry, attended by the young coming to my feeders are some of the activities that lie ahead. The feeding station and bird bath are where I continue to see my old friends. This is where I keep tabs on them and follow their activities. I am equally pleased to have other guests that have arrived from the tropics or more southern parts of this country. Many of them find my feeders and bird baths brightly colored and full of song. They add a new dimension to the scene about me. I am now out of doors much more, able to see more and hear more than I could in winter. I have a front seat to the most exciting time of the year. No, I wouldn't lose out on the fun for anything. Oh my goodness. Well, that was very peaceful. Um, I hope that you feel peaceful. I hope that your week was peaceful. 
I hope if it wasn't peaceful, you have a wonderful weekend. Easter weekend. Celebrating with your family. Bye. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Daily Dispatches is a part of a larger project called Daily Fieldwork. You can follow along at www.dailyfieldwork.com where you can find scenes, essays, and other ways to connect. You can email me at I'm Daily Fieldworking. That's I am Daily Fieldworking with a G at gmail.com. You can also connect on our Instagram at Daily Fieldwork. And I hope if you have a second today, you'll record your own daily dispatch and send it to someone you love. See you soon.